smack dab in the Pacific Northwest, not too far from the Olympic Peninsula. It's the Take Him With You podcast for May 1st, 2011. And it's time for Spiritual Boot Camp. That's right. Today is our wrap-up of Spiritual Boot Camp. Can you believe it? We made it all the way, Amy. Wow. It's been quite a few weeks. Yeah, but a lot of fun. Everybody likes this series, so Good. you never know. We may come back with it again. You never know. Mm-hmm. Well, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about to share or not to share. That is the question. We're actually going to discuss what the word evangelical means. And is it a bad word? Because in today's society, it seems like it is. Plus, we're going to talk about fun at Easter, mowing in the rain, voiceovers, and a brand new movie coming out. had quite a week already gosh it was fun though I had a good easter yeah and i've got to work outside a few days this week which i really enjoy yeah unless i get too wet and cold but other than that i enjoy being outside yeah you do mm-hmm. you tend to uh be more of an outside lady than I- i'm not a lady but i do <laughs> i like inside more. well except for at night you, I don't like to be outside at night when it's cold. I like being outside when it's nice and warm. And we're, yeah. we're kind of opposite that way. That I like to be outside when it's warm. And recently, you got a new lawn chair for star watching. Yeah. And I said, well, why didn't you get me one, too? Well, and, you know, they cost money. So we only got one. What and, are you trying to say, that I didn't get you one? We and, talked about it before. But we, we have this figured out because... You don't like being outside when it's hot, and I don't like being outside when it's cold. So, so are you saying we're never outside together? Well, if we are, it's not for very long. <laughs> but So we worked it out. So I'll get, if I have some time off during the day when it's warm and sunny, I can take a book out there and read when it's warm. And then you can take, you can use the chair in the evening when you stargaze, and I'll come out and say hi and play with your hair for a few minutes wrapped in a blanket and then go back in. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm not too far away from being able to really have a cool experience outside. Okay. How's that? Well, I'm only $100 away from my new iPad, too. Oh, and you want that star... Star... Uh, I think it's called it's Star like Walk. A star map or something that you Star can, Walk, I think is what it's star called. Star Walk. So no matter where you are, you can um, find the different constellations and satellites and anything and everything that has to do with the sky and space. And Yeah. So I know you've always wanted something like that your whole life. We have a... A cheap little $100 telescope that we bought for our son years ago. Check this out. Be real quiet for a minute. Can you hear that? I can hear it. My cat. 
is purring. I'm not sure how well it's going across the recording. It was very cute. He's very cute. And I got him in my arms right now. My cat's stripey. So anyway, yeah, it's really cool. I've always wanted something like that. Do you think stripey will stargaze with you? No, he doesn't like stargazing. Well, he did. He came out and sat on the trampoline a couple of times with me. But I think it's because he wanted food. That's usually the case with my animals. Well, it's funny. I um I used to suffer with vertigo quite a bit, and so I had a hard time laying on my back looking at the stars because it would make me dizzy. I know that sounds really weird, but no, I did. had it too before before I started watching stars. Yeah, well, I just I got mean, used to it. Yeah, it's like I don't. In the past, I haven't really liked some of those omni, what not omni, um, IMAX, IMAX things that and curve around you, and yes, because you know they'll get in a helicopter and zoom through different places, and I'm going, <laughs> getting kind of green in the face. Yeah, but, you do that. Yeah, I've I've gotten a lot better. Yeah. I had some friends pray for me a couple of years ago, and so you do better. I do better. Yeah, my I think my inner ears a little bit better now. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, I still don't think I'm going to want to, like, volunteer to go on any, um, what are those, roller coaster things. My daughter loves them. Oh, you mean amusement rides? Yeah. I, I'm not really big into those, but my daughter I love loves rides them. except for the ones that are go upside down. I don't do those. When my... Or extreme high, like the, what do they call it? Supreme Scream. That's nuts, man. I won't go. I won't do that. I won't go all the way to the top and then be dropped like that. That's crazy. When my daughter was nine, she hadn't been to Disneyland, so my mom took her and myself to Disneyland. And even though I didn't like the ride, someone had to go on them with her, and I wasn't going to make my elderly mother go with her, so I had to go on all the roller coasters. And I asked Catherine, "What was your, what was your favorite ride?" And she said. It was Space Mountain because it was so funny because you you yelled praying the whole time. <laughs> I was like praying and, oh, God, help us the whole time. So she thought that was funny. What a nice girl. That is funny because I have the same experiences on <laughs> things like that. That's why I don't go on them. Yeah. I went on a, a ride at, uh, at uh, Knott's Berry Farm, the the Ghost Rider. It's a wooden roller coaster. Uh-huh. That was the stupidest thing I ever did. What was I thinking? <laughs> I think your youth group. Kids I went. I went on it with one of the youth leader girls that that is a friend of our family, and, and she's uh, just the sweetest. She's sweetest such a nice person. girl. Yes. But uh, it was the scariest ride I've ever been on. I thought I was going to die. You didn't know she was as sadistic as she was, No, I had no idea what I was in for. <laughs> Sarah, you're in trouble. <laughs> but that was quite an experience. She, she won't ever forget it because I think I did the same thing. And then, you know, there's this right in the middle of the ride, there's this like moment in time when you're on the very top and you have just this moment of clarity and it's not going really fast. And you just can see the whole park for a moment. Just a moment. Uh-huh. And I just prayed that it would just stay like that, and it didn't. It just yeah, kept going. Yeah, then you just start going downhill and going really fast and, and around sideways corners and, and upside yeah. down. And well, I don't think that one upside down, but I, I just no thanks. Yeah, I don't do roller coasters that much anymore. So yes, we're, we're kind like of it. we're kind of boring old people, aren't we? Uh, that's right. <laughs> Get my walker, honey. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we did have fun. At Easter, didn't we? Did you have? Did we you get- had a wonderful time. It was a very subdued Easter compared to a lot of our family get together. Well, I was telling but- our friend Sue from New York, who is a pastor's daughter, mm-hmm. 
that this was such a different kind of Easter for us. This the, the last couple of Easter's have been really different because up until that point, we were pastors at a church, and so we were very, very involved very busy. in all the, the holidays. We were like exhausted. Easter was the was the big huge holiday, and we were like well, Easter we worked, and Christmas. Yeah, and we worked nights on dramas, and I mean to the point mm-hmm. where we were just exhausted by the time Easter rolled around. And then we just, you know, kind of collapse, collapse in a heap. <laughs> well, the last couple of years, we were not pastoring anymore at a church, and so we do all our Easter prep for the shows and everything. Um, we do it all beforehand, so it's all put out and done by the time we get there. So we actually mm-hmm. had a real laid back time. We we did go out of town. Yeah, we drove Easter morning, so we didn't even get to go to church Easter morning, um, but. We met my mom and my uncle and cooked dinner for them. Um, my mom took my uncle to his church, and while they were at church, we um, got to their house and put the ham and scalloped potatoes in the oven and cooked the asparagus. And so that was kind of my family's traditional um, Easter dinner. And so we kind of made that. I baked that. a nice ham, though. It was really good. And Spiral. Brown sugar glazed ham. Oh, Our goodness. son Andrew is very happy because he's. I call him my holiday meat eater because he loves like turkey and ham and that kind of thing. So he was very very happy. He got his holiday meat. Oh yes, yes. yes. But it, I think Uncle Al really enjoyed it. You know, mm-hmm. he's uh, he lives in an assisted care living center and had to move out of his house and you know but we got him to come back to his house for Easter dinner and yeah. I think he really enjoyed that. He, he just can't live there by himself anymore cuz he needs help getting around and Well, and proves our our it's not very fun getting old. No, but we had a good time with him and it was really sweet. My mom afterwards talked to us in the driveway and she just said, "I really thank you guys for coming up because you know, we might not have very many more Easter's with Uncle. Oh, that's and, a hard you one know, to think about. And yeah. he's he's had a lot of strokes and is so had a hard we time. did have a good time and and we yeah. brought our dog with us. <laughs> yes, because and she is always just hilarious. I mean, she's quite an adventure. It's such a different thing. And you know, Uncle we had our Al old dog. Really loved her, even yeah. though he called her Tessie a few times. Yeah, well, our old dog Tessie was so old by the time she passed away that. She just didn't. She was just kind of like a slug, you know. You just kind of picked her up and brought her wherever. But uh, this dog, on the other hand, is a bundle of energy. And she, we put her on a doorknob in the other room on her leash, so she wouldn't bug us at dinner. And she would go. (laughs) So finally, what had happened? So finally, um, you guys brought her over, and she sat really well behaved right in the corner by where you were sitting. She likes me for some reason. Yes, yeah, she does. And and then we put her back on the doorknob when, when you were doing dishes and stuff. Oh, she and, was fine. And Uncle was like sad that she wasn't in there with him. But I think we were kind of concerned that she would, you know, do something naughty in there. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want her to pee on the rug is what we didn't want. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty good about that, though. Yeah. I mean, she's she's strategic in her peeing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> real good podcast material well, there. You know, it's real life everybody welcome yeah. to the moyers house this is what is the segment's called our house so you know we can okay. talk about these things yeah but our easter went really well yeah, um did. Catherine and i did get to go to a friday a good friday service that was really nice friday friday Except for gotta she get was, down on friday she was working um 
she was working in a nursery, so she really didn't see much of the service, but she got to play with kids. So, yeah, we're having, we had a good Easter, and the kids got some chocolate, and you and I shared a chocolate bunny, too. Yeah. <laughs> we shared one. We would have liked our own, but we behaved ourselves and just shared one. Yeah. So, um... Oh, go ahead. You can keep talking. Why were you doing that? Well, I'm going to show you in a second because I'm okay. so excited about this. I, I watch it at least two or three times every week. Okay. And I want to play it for everybody just for a moment. Okay. Was there anything else? Ready? Are you sure you're ready? I'm not sure. There you go. Yes. This is yes. so funny. Remember that Rebecca Black Turn my headphones up. Friday up. song? This one yeah, is done by... Yeah, yeah. Done by Chad Vader. <laughs> 7 a.m. Waking up in the morning. Gotta wear socks. Gotta move my arms. Gotta ingest some food. Gotta eat food. Seeing with my eyes and clocks tell time. Ticking on and on. Everybody does things. Gotta get off the floor and go to work. Gotta ride my bike. Go see my co-worker. My bike just has the one seat. Doesn't have a back seat. Don't gotta make my mind up. Which seat can I take? I love this. I love this. It's Friday, Friday. A day of the week called Friday. Everybody looking forward to the song and song and Friday, <laughs> Friday. Calendar says it's Friday. Everybody looking forward to when this song. Anyway, ends. if you if you want a good laugh and you like Star Wars. Um, Chad Vader is the. There's this series out there with this guy that dresses up like Darth Vader and works at a grocery store, and it's just hilarious. So he did a parody of Rebecca Black's Friday song, and uh, look it up on YouTube. And then after you're done crying because you're laughing so hard, email me and let me know what you thought. Didn't you enjoy that? No, but that's okay. I love you. You don't like anything I like. Well, you know it's it's funny. Because there is a saying that says opposites attract. Yeah. What's up with that? I, you know, you like creamy peanut butter. I like crunchy peanut butter. You like meat. I like potatoes. You know, no. we're just kind of or that kind of way. You like bread with a bunch of seeds and branches in it. And I like bread without that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's just the way life is. You know, I... I kind of try to smile and nod at you when you play obnoxious things and take my earphones. One thing off I have to say, though, the bit. things have changed at our house because it used to be I liked technology and you didn't. Uh oh. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> well, it's just because I found the I could tides place... have turned ever it's... since. Ever since our friend Tim helped you get words with friends, it's like Scrabble <coughs> on my eye eye touch and your iPod Touch because yeah. Tim Tim hooked it's me Tim's up there. It's Tim's fault. So Tim, if you're listening, you are in but, trouble, dude. You know, I because now all of a sudden you like technology. You're like into it. There's like you're not even upset that I've almost got an iPad. You actually are fine with it because I'm not taking any money out of a regular account. It, except for the next thing I have to say in front of the whole world. The next uh -oh. thing we what? have to save up for before any more techie things. What is a new stovetop? I could order that, but. But yeah, we have to pay bills too. Though. Yeah. So we have to save up for it. 
So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, Look, I'm not putting you down for wanting your iPad. I'm just, cause I know it's going to complete a lot of your dreams. You'll get to have the little star finder thingy and you'll get to have the garage band and, and video yeah. yes. things. Cause yes. we don't have our video editing software anymore. Yeah. And so I know that's going to be very useful. So I'm not in the least bit unhappy for you. I'm glad for you. But then after were this, you tr- were you just trying to say that I should buy a stovetop instead of th- those? Are no, like, no, I'm saying after you I get didn't... your iPad, our next thing that we save for is the new stovetop because I'm kind of embarrassed that we have a hillbilly stovetop. We actually have a cookie sheet turned upside down and duct taped to half of our stovetop because you broke it. What's wrong with that, Amy? <laughs> and it's like. This, oh, the only know. problem now is we can only put two pots of possum on, and not four. <laughs> okay, well, you know, we should be careful because I, I don't mean to be offensive to hillbillies. I grew up on a farm. You and think the hillbillies are listening to our podcast, Mom? You never know. I kind of grew up in a redneck, <laughs> you know, dairy farmer, five They're kids not. in the family, They're barefoot the half the summer. Anyway. I don't know any hillbillies that own an iPod. Okay. But I'm just saying, do you even know any hillbillies? Look at here, Ma. You just put your finger across the screen and it lights up. Oh, by the way, this is totally spaghetti here, but you brought this oh, up. Gosh. The Burger King commercial. I got to say, I love it. They have these chicken nuggets that are take kind of a ripoff of McDonald's chicken nuggets. And they, they have like this thing that they're portable, like handheld, and they treat it like an iPod touch. On or, a commercial? Yeah. yeah, it was a cute commercial. By the way, we, we I've had those Burger King uh, chicken things, and they're gross. Well, they don't have as much flavor as McDonald's chicken nuggets. I We're, don't know. Uh, why are we comparing nuggets on our program? <laughs> and now the review I of think, Chicken McNuggets. I think that McDonald's chicken nuggets must inject the chicken with like a, a salt mixture or I think that McDonald's just has a powder that they put on everything. That that, that makes you addicted MSG and, or and, something? And fat. It makes you addicted and fat. Yeah, probably. That's what McDonald's has, a secret powder. It's the McRonald McDonald powder. Yeah. It's bad for you. Yeah. Sure I tastes actually good. ate McDonald's last night for dinner. Oh, what'd you have? Uh, this isn't going to be good. You know, here we just talked about my liking vegetables and seedy breads and stuff. Well, I ate a filet fish sandwich. You did? And a sweet tea. I haven't had sweet tea in like two years, and I Gosh. drank a large sweet tea. This is what happens when you're out of town. <sighs> yes, I lived it you up. You live it up. Have I a filet o fish. A filet o fish and a dollar sweet tea. Mm. But, oh, those sweet, the sweet tea at McDonald's, I've got to tell mm. you, it tastes just like my grandma's sweet tea. Does it really? Oh, yeah. Well, you know. I don't do ever have know, it because I'm diabetic do you and know I can't why? have the sugar. <laughs> do you know why? It's because my grandma used to put a whole cup of sugar in her hot tea. Oh, that's probably why. And dissolve it in. So basically you had a over. cup full of sugar with a little bit of tea flavoring. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's why it tastes like my grandma's sweet tea. Yeah. And that's why it's been like two years since I've had a sweet tea because yeah. they're so bad for you. It's all the sugar. Usually I <coughs> usually I just have a little sweet and low on my tea. Cool. Well, um, other things have been going on around our house. Um You've been, uh, you went and uh, did some yard work yesterday and, and um, mowed in the rain the other day. That was interesting. Yeah, it was a 
three-hour lawn job, and most of it was in the rain. Yeah, that's how but it works around okay. the Northwest. You but know, uh, we I've have been rain gear. I've been having some fun, exciting things going on in in my business too. Yeah, what are you doing? I've been doing some voiceover work. I got a couple of jobs through Voice One Two Three dot com, which mm-hmm. I am a well, I'm going to be a member of it here pretty soon, I believe. And they offer that they do different voiceover jobs that you can do. I got one uh, for a, a big church down in in um, California called the Rock Church. Uh, their their uh, director of photography did a video and had me do the voiceover for it, so that was cool. And then I did another commercial for a uh, TV commercial for a for an interesting company that I, will remain nameless. But uh, I did that, and then I worked. I've been working on a bunch of music for different people, and. Uh, just got done doing uh, Al and Joyce, our good friends from the, uh, the Tales of the Mouse House and the Fast Forward podcast. Do you remember them? And Just Because podcast. And the Just Because podcast. Do you remember them? Mm-hmm. Well, I worked on a theme song for Just Because. Cool. And I also helped uh, my friend um, Jedi Jeff from Canada. Remember we had Jeff and, and Tao Tao on our program? Mm-hmm. Um, I also helped him with his... Um, intro to his podcast called Jeff's Basement. What's in Jeff's Basement? And it turned out really cool because I got to put little Darth Vader clips and stuff in it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Fun. Yeah, so I've been working on a bunch of different things and uh, coming up with music and stuff. Do you want to hear part of it? Sure. Okay, let me see if I can pull it up here so you can hear it. Okay, here it is. This is uh, one of the intros that I did for them for their podcast. Isn't that cool, Santa? So then they would talk over the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just because podcast. I don't know if they'll use it or not, but they they had me do a couple of different ones for them. So it should be pretty cool. So I won't play it all because you have to listen to their program. It's called Just Because, the podcast. So go find it on iTunes and all that jazz because it's a really cool program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd like it. Yeah. In fact, I was one of their guests already. And my friend Richard Pete, I reviewed the iPad too. And my friend Meds is coming up on there and he is going to talk about his love for cars and stuff. Mm, and in that review of the iPod 2 by Richard Pete is um, part of our trouble right now. Love you, Richard. <laughs> but yeah, Rick, it made Rick want one even more, if that was possible. It it did. And now yeah. check this out. This is another theme that I did that somebody could have if they wanted to purchase this. You ready? This is kind of a cool one. A little bit different. But I do these things on my voiceover stuff and background music. You like that? Mm-hmm. Little strings going on. I'm trying to think of what this reminds me of.
And now here's your host, Amy Moyer. Amy Moyer's the host. What do you think? I like that one. I was surprised they, that the client you made it for, you gave them several to choose from and yeah. they didn't, that wasn't they like two of They like two of them and I didn't play the other one for everybody, but you'll hear yeah. it if you listen to the Just Because podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. They're very cool. Al and Joyce, really, I really appreciate them. And I'm having fun with their, their program, Fast Forward, because it's all about The Amazing Race. And I've been watching The Amazing Race and, and really getting into it. It's pretty good. I've watched a little bit. Sometimes I'll have my, my oh, this is another techie thing. I can't believe I'm into. But for Christmas, you got me a Kindle and surprised me. And so um, sometimes I'll sit here with my Kindle reading a book. Why you watch Amazing Race, or I'll play my words with friends. Boy, I'm such a techie geek. I can't believe it. I'm telling and, you. And sometimes it's really Pretty bad. soon you're going to like heavy metal. Uh, I don't think so. But sometimes it's really funny because I'll have my iPod Touch in one hand and my Kindle in the other hand, and I'll be going back and forth, and I'll play words with friends, and then I'll read a page on my Kindle. Yeah. And I, yeah. go, I am. I, I need help, I guess. <laughs> But that that's usually just in the evening when I'm too tired from doing my <coughs> my day job to yeah. do anything else but sit there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So guess what? What? I'm so excited. What about we now? only have I only have two minutes left of this segment and I have okay. to tell you about this. Okay. It's just downright downright cool, if you ask me. Okay. You ready? Listen sure. listen to this. drug allows the brain to repair itself. We call it the cure. We're ready to move on to the next phase. This one. This is wrong, Will. This has the potential to change lives. Some things aren't meant to be changed. Does it work like we predicted? With one exception. The drug has radically boosted brain functioning. You mean increased intelligence? that is i think it's a trailer for that movie that you want to see about this um guy that takes nope no it's not no it's better than all of that ever okay then tell me it's a brand new planet of the apes movie baby Woo-hoo! it's called really? rise of the Pla- rise of the apes or something let me see 
What's it called? <laughs> oh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. It is awesome. It is awesome looking. I hope it's oh, a great really? movie. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a, that one movie that you commented that sounded cool, kind nope. of a sci-fi movie. No, no. This is where this is where the guy that played um, uh, Spider-Man's friend in Spider-Man. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, James Franco. That's his name, I think. James he, Franco. He was the one that turned evil, don't you? Right, 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 yeah. right. Green Goblin's kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he plays uh, one of the stars in this, along with John Lithgow, uh, Brian Cox, Tom Felton, David. I can't say his last name. Andy uh, Circus as Caesar. Anyway, they actually um, give the apes this drug. To, uh, it's supposed to be some cure anyway. It, it enhances their brains, and they become intelligent. And madness ensues, I tell you. Hmm. So another apes movie, Amy. Another apes oh, movie. Great. I have a whole bunch of apes movies in HD on my DVR. You know, this is another way that we are different. I usually will try and sit and watch them with you the first time you watch them. After that. I will say, sorry, I'm not really into apes movies. I usually will actually fall asleep trying to watch it with you. I just am fascinated. I like all the makeup. I actually like the one that Tim Burton did, the remake of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I have that DVD. It's an awesome DVD. But not everybody likes that movie. But anyway, I am really looking forward to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That's actually, I'll go see that so in the theater. do you know who's directing that? Or Directing it? I or don't know who's directing it. it. Um, when does it come out in theaters? August 5th. Oh, so I... I already remember. I already know the date. I, I was wondering if it was going to come out in June. I, I had this image of you dragging me there for our 25th wedding anniversary. Nah, nah. Maybe you'll actually go to Chick Flick with me on our anniversary. You, uh, you really want to go to a movie for our our twenty fifth wedding anniversary? Well, what else are we gonna do? <laughs> well, we were gonna go to Hawaii, but yeah, you're getting an iPad instead. Oh, don't. Okay, so now I'm. A, you know, this isn't very fair. I didn't take any of our normal money for that, so just don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't believe so. you would think that I. Sh- that's awful. No, I don't think the iPad would have even got us halfway across the Pacific. So Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe one ticket. I could have gone by myself. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. So I guess I should have not got this, huh? No. We're, we'll be okay. It's You know, I married you and I knew that you were a techie, gadgety kind of guy. Yeah, I, but the I point guess. was I didn't spend any of the money we would have on you know bills the, or anything else. You know else. the funny thing is, though, that when... We were dating, and and when we first got married, I didn't really totally realize that you were such a gadgety guy because you were a poor college student, and um, you had a nice stereo because you'd worked at JCPenney's and got some nice components. It was back in the day of components. So you're telling me I had some nice components? You're a stereo component. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You know, the record player and the eight track player and stuff Stop from it. back in the day. That's right, honey. <laughs> um, but you didn't even really own a, a decent TV. You had a little, was it a black and white TV that wasn't hooked up to anything? We Who actually knows? had to rent a VCR yeah. if we wanted to watch a, a movie. And we had to rent the movie and rent the VCR. So, yeah, you weren't really, you didn't have a lot of gadgets. When we Are you just trying to married. dig yourself out of the hole here that you got in? Uh, am I in a hole? 
Well, I can't <laughs> believe you did that. Oh, yeah, so we're not going to Hawaii, but you're getting an iPad. <laughs> well, you know, whether we go to Hawaii or not, I, I am going to go to Hawaii. Some of my girlfriends have decided that for my 50th birthday, since <laughs> I'm older than they are by a little bit, yeah, um, that... My girlfriends from high school and I are going to go to Hawaii together when I turn 50. <sighs> so we're going to have to start saving for that. Well, too. I'll tell you what. You have a great time, and I'll <laughs> I'll talk to you on my iPad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll... Um, we better stop talking. We've just been going. We we've talked gone. for a half hour. Okay. So of, of so basically crazy nothingness. Should we get into our subject for today? I think then? we probably should. Okay. We have lots of Facebook comments today. I think that our original idea that we're going to have to do one more week of boot camp, though. You, oh, well, I already told everybody this is finale. Why? Yeah, okay. Well, why? Because, um, because your, your question you asked. Well, not we're we're not. I gotta start the theme and everything. Oh, do we have to do that? Yeah. Okay, do your theme. Gee whiz! I mean, let's have some type of formatting <laughs> on this show. If I had my iPad, you know, and we were in Hawaii, it would just be perfect. What do you think? You can record on your iPad, can't you? Yes, I can. I think you can even do video podcasts on your iPad. I would imagine. Of course, I am so pale that it would be a lobster, <laughs> lobster video podcast because i probably will burn bad amy mcmaynays yes that's me all right uh we'll be back with our subject today we're going to be talking about to share or not to share what about all this stuff about evangelicals what's that mean right after this take it with you you're in trouble I'm in trouble? Yes, you are. How am I in trouble? I can't believe you said that about the Hawaii. <laughs> You're the one that brought up we were going to go to Hawaii. Shh. <laughs> Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077 podcast, and you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. 
and we'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because. Visit us at because.podbean.com and in iTunes. Spiritual Boot Camp Part 6 today. I guess my wife just told me we're going to have another one. Well, you know, seven is the perfect number. Uh, okay, I guess we can have one more. <laughs> okay. But we got this great idea mm-hmm. for a podcast after we're done with the Spiritual Boot Camp series from a friend on uh, Facebook. And uh, a guy that does, um, I believe it's called the Stuttercast, which is all about um, Red Dwarf, the the comedy series and I he's from a couple of those from england and mm-hmm. anyway he's my friend anthony had a great idea for a podcast a great mm-hmm. idea yeah and we're gonna do that uh, let me tell you what it is we we i think uh, there, there's all sorts of really interesting and and myst- mysterious things in the bible mm-hmm. and when i was a kid i used to read the bible only to find the ufos and, and, the, and, and aliens and prophecies <laughs> that were in the Bible that predicted the future. And I thought, after he goes, you know, you mentioned that on a podcast way back when. What do you think about doing one on that? And I thought, what a great idea. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the mis- mysteries and uh, our UFOs in the Bible and all that kind of jazz on the upcoming podcast. Not next week, but the week after, since you obviously have another uh, one that we're going to do next week. Okay. So anyway, this week, however, our subject is a really interesting subject Mm -hmm. because it's all about the word evangelicals or sharing our faith. What does the Bible say about sharing our faith? And where did we get the word evangelicals? And why is the word evangelical so bad in some people's eyes and good Mm -hmm. in others? What's the deal with that? And how does the the word fundamental work into this? And and all that kind of stuff that you probably never really talk about without getting really upset. Because it seems like that just is a hot button in the in the world today. And you start talking and people are turned off or they don't want to listen or whatever. So today we're going to try to have a civil discussion and talk about what it means to share our faith. Because I think... Um, I think it's really misunderstood, and for good reason, because I think a lot of the ways that people share their faith are not really that effective. So we're going to talk about that today. That's our subject. To share 
or not, not to, to share. share? That is the question. So, Amy, mm -hmm. since I always start out by talking to you because you grew up in church, I did not. I grew up in an evangelical church of all okay. things. Okay, and well, let's well, let's discuss that a little bit, and then because I didn't grow up in church, mm -hmm. and quite honestly, I was scared and not very happy with people that tried to share their faith with me. And I'll talk a little bit about how uncomfortable it made me, and the reasons why, mm -hmm. and what finally made me listen. And so let's let's start mm -hmm. off. And do you have any idea where the word evangelical comes from? Well, it comes from a place in the New Testament where it talks about the leaders of the early church, that there were five kinds of leaders. There's uh -huh. pastor, prophets, apostles, preachers, teachers, evangelists, um, and that... I didn't know preachers was one of them. Well, okay, teachers and pastors okay. and evangelists. And, um, and apostles and prophets. Apostles, yeah. So there's five of them. Okay. And one of them was the evangelist, and that was a certain kind of gift um, that was given to the church, a leadership kind of gift, um, to share the good news. It's someone who um, had a call on their life to, to present the good news and um, skillfully share that. Okay, so when we looked it up, mm -hmm. the word evangelist actually means a bringer of good tidings. Mm -hmm. um, so, at, uh, the name given to the New Testament heralds of salvation through Christ who are not apostles. Mm -hmm. so, so today, sometimes people have a picture in their head of an evangelist is some guy dressed in a weird robe, holding a picket sign, turn or burn, or no, I see, I don't have that. Go to hell. I don't have that. I don't have that at all. Okay. I, when I when I was growing up, when I hear the word evangelist, I saw a guy in a three piece suit with a big black Bible, horned rimmed glasses, and he was beating the pulpit and he was screaming at people that they better get saved. Well, but either that way... That was an evangelist. Okay, me. but either way, whether you're picturing the street guy with the picket sign or the guy in a pulpit, either way, that's a little different than what we looked up where it says right. bringing tidings of good news. It's a herald or someone saying, hey, there's good news. Um, My grandpa's Jesus name was back. Harold. Yeah, you're... You're getting off the point, though. Oh, different Herald. Sorry. Different Herald. Okay. But anyway, they're, they're a bringer of good news. And one of the my favorite um, examples in the New Testament, in the Bible, about um, kind of, I think this is evangelism. Of course, some people could maybe classify it differently. But it's when, um, of course, this was an apostle, kind of. Anyway, wasn't one of the original disciples, but... They many people consider Paul an apostle, but Paul, this guy who grew up in a a real religious home, he was a Pharisee. Um, they were a real strict sect of the the Jewish faith. He became a Christian, and he went to this place in Greece, wasn't it called Mars Hill? Was it Greece? Was it Athens? Anyway, probably should have looked that up. But anyway, it, it really talks matter. about. He goes to this place, Mars Hill, where they were a polytheistic society. They worshipped lots of different gods, and okay. they had different 
monuments to all these gods. And then there was one to an unknown god. And he got up and he skillfully presented what he knew about our creator god. Um, about the unknown god. The unknown god. And he, instead of ranking on them for having these idols and having these different beliefs, he shared what he knew about what he considered the one true God. So and he was a true, he was an, they call him an apostle, but would you call him an evangelist then? Well, I think in that instance, he was. He was sharing the good news. He was sharing about. Okay. Got I got it. You know, he was yeah. sharing good things. So now I, this is naturally going to bring me to the question that I have now mm-hmm. and that I think a lot of our listeners have. Why then, do, when we hear the word evangelical, do a lot of people cringe? They don't think of it as people that are bringing good news. They think of it as people that are mean and judgmental and trying to stop people from having rights and picketers and why would why is that the case you know i'm not quite sure because i don't really even though i grew up in what would be considered an evangelical church i don't really recall hearing messages of hatred growing up right um and i think that that's where the key is the bible says to speak the truth in love mm-hmm. and and i'm not quite sure how there became there came a reputation of this yelling and spitting and screaming and 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 that well, that I, was I considered could tell, I could give evangelical. You a, I could give but, you a theory on that. Okay. I could I could say that there perhaps are people that claim to be believers that are not that don't understand how to love people and they are basically out after their own agenda and could care less about what other people think and they're yeah. just kind of doing their their thing. I think that happens a lot. Well, I remember one Sunday morning before we were, you know, while we were getting ready for church, I think my dad was sitting in in his easy chair um, with his newspaper and we had the TV on and a very, very popular TV evangelist, quote unquote, was on and he was doing that you know, spitting and yelling and crying and very dramatic um, thing. And I remember my dad just, you know, oh, man, I just don't like, can you turn the channel? And my dad was a very committed Christian, um, considered himself evangelical. But sometimes you see some of the TV preachers, and not all of them, but some of them kind of came with the reputation of, Oh, just harshness, kind of harshness, and then you know it wasn't more than a couple of years after that that there was a big scandal about this person that he was hiring prostitutes. Oh, you mean Jimmy Swagger? I wasn't going to name him, but <laughs> I remember that. But yeah, there is, you know, and I think sometimes what happens there's these people, and they might start out with good intentions when they start these big TV ministries or whatever. But, you know, they get kind of full of themselves and get proud. And, and they have to keep and, the machine going. I think that's yeah. what a, even a lot of churches do that. Mm-hmm. That the bigger they get and the more the more people that come and the more money and influence they get, they have to keep that up. And so they basically appeal to a mass of people that will continue to support that. 
Yeah. When it's not necessarily the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I noticed something that, that was really a problem that nobody ever addressed when we were when we were involved in church and we were when we were pastoring, we were with a, a big group of people and we, we were in a church that was fairly large for our community and um, I just remember people becoming it was almost like the mob mentality when when we would talk about things that were a little bit different than what we believed as far as our faith was concerned. Mm-hmm. People would literally get mean. Yeah, I mean we would watch our friends that we thought love or you know love people and were really neat people basically start to mock people and be mean and wish bad things on them and i mean i'm like what 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 is um, this all about jesus died for them too and i never could quite (laughs) understand why that was that and i think that's one of the reasons we don't go there anymore is because you know well-meaning i think at at some point but not really looking at what the Bible says. Now, the Bible says that an evangelist or an evangelical church or an evangelical person would be the bringer of good news, not Mm -hmm. the bringer of bad news and not the bringer of hate and not the bringer of judgmentalism or anything like that. They would be somebody that brought a good... Bring good tidings. Right, and that's what I feel that my call in life is, is to... I'm, I think I really am an evangelist, and mm-hmm. that, and and uh, I think anybody that listens to our program or knows me knows that um, I try not to talk about all the junk that could be controversial, simply because number one, I don't think it does any good, and I think it divides people, doesn't bring them together, and number two, I want to talk about the good things, the good news, and the good news is that Jesus cares about us and loves us and has a great plan for our lives and and uh has done some amazing things and and if we receive him boy we can be involved in some really cool things and that's, that's the good so news the job of the evangelist is to share the good tidings and i remember one time my daughter asked me a question and she said well what if these people that you're talking to actually accept christ and they're they're living they're doing things that are harmful to them and I said, you know what? Our job is just to share the good news with them and lead them to Christ. And then after that, it's it's God's deal about if He's going to lead them into into different behaviors and well, help I mean, them it is of, true. I think out it, of addictions well, or I think, different things. I think it's true that when you received God into your life, and people listening, this is this is where I think it's cool. When you receive God into your life and you accept Jesus as that he died on the cross and rose again, I think what happens is God begins to work in your heart and he he's mm-hmm. the one that changes our mind. And and I it's like it's like for years and years and years we were we were, you know, taught a certain way. And anytime you read the New Testament, Jesus just kind of flips all of our traditional things over and makes us think differently. And I think that happens when you when people would run into Jesus, their lives would be changed, and it still happens today. And mm-hmm. and what happens is our minds become different because we begin to think a little bit differently. We see things from a different perspective because the Bible says that when you ask Jesus in your heart, He does come in, and mm-hmm. and that means that He lives on the inside of us. We we're that spiritual part of us is activated. Well, and I think that maybe that is one issue that people have with some quote unquote evangelical churches is that sometimes in the zeal 
to become more like Christ, you can start to try to make people look a certain way on the outside. Yeah. And and that is totally against what Christ taught, because Christ said, I will write the law on their hearts. I will transform people well, and, from the inside out. And if we really if you really want to get right down to it, God is he makes each of us very unique and different mm-hmm. for a reason because we all have a different thing to do in life. And and, <coughs> and if, what happens is a yeah. lot of times churches will try to force you into a a, a, a cookie cutter Christian where you have to look the same, act the same, everybody thinks the same, blah blah mm-hmm. blah 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 and you know do this or we'll shun you or you you know yeah. you'll be men have to wear polyester suits and part their hair on the side and slick it down or right. you know well, that kind of which, thing right you know that that has nothing to do with our faith in Christ exactly and um i think you know that's that's one of the things so, that maybe evangelicals get a bad rap for is cuz some of the more conservative evangelicals can maybe put a little bit more emphasis on holiness uh, and and I'm not that holiness is bad but again it should well, come what's your from definition of holiness after That's the whole thing. you become a Christian when God convicts you of different things in your heart right not not being put on from the outside because that's turning back to what we talked about before with Pharisees, where they were all concerned with rules and regulations, and they didn't really the care heart. about the heart. Yeah. So, so then, then really, I think we've hit on something that's really interesting. It, it might upset some people, but I, I really need to say it, and that is perhaps the bulk of Christianity has missed what it means to truly be evangelical. Maybe maybe we've been taught a certain way that isn't necessarily biblical and mm-hmm. have turned to more of a harshness and more of a of a trying to win converts instead of make disciples. Now let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a little bit different. Well, I think I think to me making a disciple is is um presupposing a relationship with someone. That you can't really disciple someone unless you're spending time with them and right. you're le- you're living by example. <coughs> mm-hmm. And when questions come up, you show them what the Bible says about it, or you say, "This is what Jesus did." Mm-hmm. And discipleship implies that there is a mentor and a disciple, and whereas a convert is, you're just saying, "Okay, these are the rules." These are the laws. These Believe are the beliefs. This Believe this way. And right. and Jesus didn't say to go make converts. He said to go make disciples. And disciples well, where, implies what are you talk- I don't understand. What, what are you talking about? Before Jesus went up to heaven, after he rose again, uh-huh. the last thing he said to the people that were around him, um, before he went up to heaven, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. And baptizing them in the name of the yeah. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's the, those were the last words of Jesus physically on this earth. And he said, make disciples. He didn't say... And what does disciple mean? Well, you said this before. It's a, a disciplined follower or someone that, like I said, it, it's a follower kind of indicates that there's a mentor or someone that is... You know, like that they're if, looking up to. That they're looking up to. And so our job as believers are to try to live a life that 
someone could follow. Um, one of the um, apostles said, follow me as I follow Christ. Right. So our job is to follow Christ and then to, and his example, you know, his example of loving others and loving God. Right. Okay. And then um, lead other people in that lifestyle. Got it. Yeah. So then, in fact, perhaps the word evangelical has come to mean something that it isn't anymore. Yeah. We're supposed to bring good tidings, glad tidings of what Jesus has done in our lives and for the world that he died for all of us. Okay, so let's talk about this whole thing about sharing our faith. Because Mm -hmm. when I was um, in call, well, I'd say in high school, Mm -hmm. I worked at a, a... J.C. Penney's in the electronics department, mm-hmm. and I sold stereo equipment. And I remember people from a local church here that was very evangelical, quote unquote, not necessarily the biblical way of evangelical, but very uh, pushy and very uh, out there with this message. And and they'd wear like you know hats that says Jesus is Lord, you know, and different things like that. And they would walk through the store and they. They would always, I remember in particular this one guy that would come to the department that I was working in, and I always hid from him because he made me really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because he was he would ask me all these questions and if I had made my life right with Jesus and all this different stuff. And quite honestly, he turned me off big time. I wonder why. Do you think it was because I just, I wasn't ready? Or do you think that was the right way to do things? Or... Because because I know that when I when I did finally listen to what Jesus had done for me, it was in a completely different way. It was from a from a man that was playing heavy metal music and looked way different than the guy that was wearing the Jesus is Lord hat. And and he I mean, this guy had long stringy hair, wore leather, you know, pants and and sang heavy metal. So it was like I listened to him. And and it really made sense. He was a real evangelist for me. He brought the good news to me. Mm-hmm. And I received Christ into my heart that way. Why do you think I was so turned off by this other guy? You know, I'm I'm not sure. I I'm not I don't know who that was, but I think sometimes it's people's um personalities that you might not be rejecting Christ, but you might be rejecting... um, The method in which they're trying to bring that to you? Yeah, you might be intimidated by their personality because, you know, I remember your sister telling me that when you were a little little child, that she took you to the fair um, that they had little booths where they talked about Jesus and stuff. Oh, yeah, like the free, and, free stories at the fair. Yeah, yeah and you that. didn't even remember that, but you had been shared the good news as a preschooler and had prayed, and you didn't even remember you did that. Yeah. But someone had shared with you good news as a, a little tiny child. Right. And then you forgot all about it because you sure. didn't remember it. But... Um, but that didn't intimidate you hearing no, a story. No, no, because they were really or, or nice puppets, and, yeah. or, you know, because they were kind and and. Well, um, they brought they brought a good message to me, a good yeah. good news. And so I think sometimes it's not necessarily the message that people are rejecting, but but sometimes it's the messenger that people can be, or the method in which method, it's being yeah. brought forward. Yeah, the method. We have a lot of really good comments on Facebook. I don't know if we can. Um, go through those. Real sure, quick. if you want to, we can. What What um, was the question that I asked? The it was an impromptu question. How do you think people should share their faith? 
Because so. now, now let's let's talk about that real quick. The traditional way that we all, well, a lot of people think that people share their faith with, is either like evangelical, like an evangelist. You have uh, to have a tractor. What do you mean by that? You know, like when those little books that have, or like, like a little, like a little pamphlet. Yeah. That, okay, there. That's kind of a witnessing mm-hmm. tool. Suppose witnessing is the word that people will use. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I don't know where I don't. I'm not sure exactly how well, that all Bible got started. The Bible says it says to go and be my witnesses into all the world. That's right, in but Acts chapter but if you're 11. a witness, don't you? Aren't you supposed to actually live it, not hand somebody a piece of paper? Well, if if you go to a trial. And they have a witness. Uh-huh. The witness just tells what he testifies. Seen. He testifies of what he knows. Of what he knows. So that would be a witness. Yeah. Not necessarily somebody walking up and handing you a piece of paper. It should be what you know. So maybe if you wrote what you know on a piece of paper, that would be witnessing. Well, you know, it could be in a blog. You know, like if sure. you if you give your testimony of what well, God has done I, in your life, yeah. you you've had. And I think the the point though is that. It's whatever method of communication you want to use. Mm-hmm. You certainly can talk about your faith. You can, talk but the about traditional faith. way yeah. that we think of is people knocking on our doors, or a tent meeting, or something mm-hmm. like that. So let's talk though. Now let's go through these questions because uh-huh. we had some really interesting. We had answers. some really great comments. Um, it says, "How do you think people should share their faith?" And Terry says, "I think it should be with their actions." So she talks about living. Well, and I think actions speak a lot louder than words. I think one of my favorite quotes um, was from this one guy. St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah. He said, at all times, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. Yeah. That I think our actions speak louder than words often. And I think with some of the big televangelists, that's part of the reason why they got such a bad reputation is because they were saying one thing and living another living another and, right. and you know our first thing would be lived example and then if god opens an opportunity where people ask you questions sure because i've had that all the time with the podcast here we talk mm-hmm. about our faith and what we believe and they all get emails and questions and all sorts of different things mm-hmm. and i'll tell them what i think because i do i just yeah. do Sarah says, I think it, it it depends entirely on the circumstance. So I don't think there's really one answer. We just kind of talked about that. I agree. And Gareth said, good question. I don't have an answer as I personally don't have a faith. Well, that's a, and that's one way to look at it, too. Yeah. And Mark says, the following scripture presupposes that people see hope we have in us as believers and will ask us why thereby giving us opportunity to share the gospel. That would definitely be a good time to share. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good contact, conduct in Christ may be ashamed. I think that's a probably King James Version or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little bit harder to understand. But basically, they're saying that we have a hope in us and that be ready to share that hope when people ask and to also have our conduct um, in a way that 
that will speak highly of of what we believe because if we don't have a good um example to go along with what we're saying no one's going to listen to us yeah that's from first peter um chapter 3 verses 15 through 16 okay and antony says with those who want you to with those who want you to share and do not um, make a nuisance of yourself to those who don't want you to share and i think that's a really interesting point sometimes i think people feel forced to hear about jesus mm-hmm. and i don't think i mean i've been in meetings where they like close the door and won't let people out until the you know this message is given or whatever and i think that's ridiculous mm-hmm. i think I, I don't think that people should be forced anytime to endure what we have to say i don't think that's really cool at all that this is um uh, what you replied to mark it says great scripture mark sure conjures up a lot of thought i wonder if we are meek and in fear when we share something to think about so that comes across a lot different than people pounding and yelling it and sure spitting. does and if you're you know like you're you're meek you're not trying to force something on people. you're not pushy you're not trying to convert people but you're just sharing your life mm-hmm. there's a big difference and anna says by example and the question is again about how we share our faith how should we share our faith yeah okay and she says by example greg says people who want answers typically ask questions This means two things to me. First, I ask questions because I really want to know about others and not as a means to an end. Second, I'm odd enough that people do ask me about my faith. No need to be pushy. um, Are we willing to be fools for Christ, as Paul said, or is normal more important? Good question. So he's he's saying that he's kind of crazy with his faith, and so people like, What's up with you? <laughs> so he has right. a opportunity. I get that to share. a lot. I get that a lot just What's because I'm a little. I'm not. I'm not real conventional. Yeah. So being unconventional, then you get a lot of different. You know, people look at you going, "Huh, I wonder what's that all about." Yeah. And I don't know. You know, I don't really know how I come across, but mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. <laughs> Timothy says through actions and common sense. If you're getting the feeling that a person you're sharing with, um, your faith with, um, doesn't want to hear it, don't drive it on them harder. It makes them run away faster. I agree. I I agree with that because I've seen that happen before. I've been actually with other believers when they're talking to somebody, and I get embarrassed because I'm thinking, oh my gosh. No, I'm not embarrassed about God. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have any problem talking about Jesus and my relationship with Him. But what I get embarrassed about is the way some people share. It's just like, are you kidding? Because they're trying to force these rules and these regs on people instead of offering them the good news. And that is, you know, here's what Jesus did for you. And, and you know, what you do with that is, is up between you and God. Mm-hmm. And, but I think sometimes we, we've been trained in a way, <coughs> excuse me, trained to uh, be pushy and really push it on people. And I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. Yeah. Um, Peg says, love. That's a good point. And John says, live it, walk it, and then talk about it. That's a good idea. Yeah. We just have a few more. Um, Megan says, I share my faith by 
encouraging daily posts on here as well as having Christian music on at work the whole time I'm there. That's an interesting way to look at it. I, you know, I do a lot of, obviously I post a lot on Facebook and stuff, but it's a means of communication for, for us and in what we do here. Um, but I think that is a really interesting point. You can use the internet and social media um, in a good way like that mm-hmm. by encouraging people. Well, and even some people... Now, I don't mean quote scriptures all the time because I don't think that's cool. Well... There, I mean, I, I don't mind quoting scripture once in a while. But. There are some cults that send people around to people's houses as their so-called evangelism. Uh-huh. But I was thinking about this today, that Jesus did that. At one point, he sent out people two by two to different towns and communities to share the good news. But I noticed that he didn't send them with pamphlets to try to join a church or an organization. He shared them to pray for people and to help people. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of interesting. Um, so, in fact, that sometimes, I mean, I know the other day I had a knock on my door and I opened it and there was a nice young lady that wanted to give me a track about her, um, well, they don't call them churches, but pamphlet. He, she wanted to give me this pamphlet about Jesus and everything. And so we talked a little bit and I shared a little bit with her and she shared with me. And and I realized a little bit later that she was just trying to get me to come to this, this her organization. She herself didn't have a whole lot of faith. It was She had faith in the organization, but not, she herself didn't have faith. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I and I and I thought that's pretty empty. Yeah. You know, I mean that and that's sad. I mean, I, I commend her for wanting to go and share, but then I found out later, you know, that the reason she's doing that is because that's a hoop they have to jump through. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because they want to, but because they're mm-hmm. they're they're if they don't do that, they're in trouble. It's part of their organization rules. Or right. Something. And so it's like, oh, that kind of cheapens it a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna share your faith Shouldn't you be sharing it by living your life and helping your neighbors and and just letting your life shine and letting God shine through your life? I think that's more important than trying to force something on somebody. It's one of the first verses I taught our oldest son when he was a little boy. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's good. I think it's James 5 or James 117. Anyway, it's in James somewhere. Okay, what's next? It says, um, Daniel says, with kindness, love, and always prayer, patience, and persistence. Though there are other schools of thought, and it depends at times on the person, mainly living God life and being the best you can be. And just two more. Okay. Michelle says, I allow God to open the door, and then I share what Christ has done and is doing in my life. If they don't seem interested, I do not push. It is better to let them be and let God work in their heart. That's true. And Russ says, if sinners will be damned, now he's quoting Charles Spurgeon here. Okay. If sinners will be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our bodies And if they will perish, let them perish with our arms about their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, at least let it be filled in the 
teeth of our exertions and not let one go unwarned or unprayed for. And that again is by Charles Spurgeon. And Charles Spurgeon was an uh, evangelist a long time ago. I think, was it in Wales or Scotland? Somewhere in Great Britain. I remember studying about him at Bible school, but uh-huh. that was a long time ago. Um, and he says, my answer is, with compassion, do it to save and not to be right. I think that that last wow. point that he made was so good because... Some, really good, Russ. Because sometimes people can come across, not that they care about you, but that they just want to be right. Well, you know what? And I've that's had, really I've annoying. had this conversation with our friend Kenny from California, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before because he was surprised that I was that I was an evangelical Christian because mm-hmm. I didn't come off as that to him. And then, of course, you know, I don't blame him because, you know, he has had so many people, you know, be upset with him and and people in the evangelical community have been mean to him because Mm -hmm. of his lifestyle. He's Mm -hmm. he's he's gay. Mm -hmm. And so so he gets all the you know, he gets a bunch of flack for that. And it's really quite sad that people would treat him badly, especially people that claim to be Christians. You know, it's very sad that they would treat him badly. But so his taste, the taste in his mouth, and I should have had him give a comment on this. But uh, the taste in his mouth about about uh, evangelical Christians wasn't good because of this very thing that they feel like they have, have to, to be, be right. right. Oh, and, and, that, and not just right. And that but, their sin doesn't stink as bad as the other person's sin. Right, exactly. That's, you know, that's for some reason, their they're sin more, is more holy or something. Well, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the Bible says we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah, absolutely. So that means the person in the three-piece suit with their hair combed over that sits piously in a church pew is just as much a sinner as as, as a person who's murdered or raped or stolen or, right. you know, doesn't live the way that we think people should live. Yeah. You know, and... And Jesus died for each and every one of us. That's right. Not just for churchgoers. But I really, really like that comment, Russ. I I think that um, when that you really nailed it right there when you said we should we should be wanting to share the good news with people because we want them to go to heaven, mm-hmm. not because we want to be right. Yeah. Because I think I think that's when it gets political. That's when it gets um, annoying, annoying, harsh, <laughs> nasty. It mm-hmm. just is is not a good way. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's what, what an interesting discussion. Yeah, we had some really great comments this week, and thank you, by the way, for yeah. everybody that put a comment in. And we take all sorts of different comments. I, I think there's only been a few times that I've ever said oh, I'm not going to use that comment. Well, some some weeks we get, you know, 30 or 40 comments and there's right. just no way we can get all of them in here, but Well, and then sometimes we get people that are just totally dorks. Yeah, not very often, but every once, once in, a while, in a while we'll get someone that just comes off kind of mean. But for the most part, we get we, really really great comments. We we do reserve the right to not say things that are mean or going to hurt people. Right, I don't we think that's cool. We can edit those out of yeah, once I don't in a think while. It's cool not that we're trying to censor because you can read the comments on the Facebook, sure. Um, but we don't air every single one all right. the time. So, in conclusion of our topic today, we've established that the word evangelical simply means, or evangelist, means a bringer of of good news, glad tidings. 
Mm-hmm. And and basically, the, that good news, what we found, was that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And if you'll receive him, you can go to heaven. Yeah. And that's basically the good news. And that's what that's what it's all about. Yeah. So that's what it really means. Doesn't necessarily mean all the different things that have been conjured up and done nowadays, but uh, it means about sharing the good news. Yes, and do you want to know what I want to do for our podcast? Okay, so next here we week? here we go. This is my wife now springing on me what we're doing well, next week. It's not totally sprung. It's just that sprung. Um, sprung. I um we you taught you asked me a while ago. Well, what do you want to do this week? And okay, hold that thought. Let's play a song. Okay, and then when we get back, you can tell us what your idea is. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, this is a cool song. It's by a band called Res Band. And a really cool song that I listened to a lot when I was younger called Shadows from their appendectomy album, Acoustic Resman. Enjoy. Some will pay 
you go res band and shadows from their appendectomy cd very good stuff well father i just thank you for each and every person that's been listening today and i and i pray god that we would really understand what it means to share our faith and share our lives with others in a way that's really effective instead of maybe the traditional way god and and i just pray god you would help us to love people the way that you would love people and and just give us grace, God, that we, we might be able to do all that you called us to do in a way that uh, really helps people out. That's our prayer. Thank you for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so what are we going to do next week? Well, um, I mentioned to you when we were talking about this week to do how to grow in your faith and share your faith. And we just ended up covering how to share your faith because it was... Or should we share our faith? Should we share our faith? And so I think we still need to cover how to grow in our faith, how to grow in that relationship that we start with Christ. Well, yeah. Okay. That'll work. I mean, because we did come to the conclusion that we should share our faith, but we should share it by our lifestyle. 
Mm-hmm. So how how to have that? How to grow closer to Christ? How to become? How to get closer more... to God? I really like that yeah. idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. So that's okay. That sounds good. So we're gonna do one more. One more boot camp. One more boot camp. Seven everybody. is the perfect number. I like sure. the number seven. And probably when we're doing number seven, you'll go. And I've got this other one. <laughs> no. Okay, you can hold me at it. We'll stop, at least for now. Okay. Because we have another one planned for, like, strange things in the Bible coming up. Like yeah, mysteries. UFOs. The mis- mysteries, mysteries of the Bible. Dum-dum-dum-dum. We could probably do a whole year on that. Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Like my music. Well, at least do one podcast. It might end up being more than one. You never know. Never you know. just never know with us. <laughs> okay so that's great thanks to everybody for joining us we really appreciate you listening to taking with you you can get a hold of us really easily we're all over the place on the internet we've got lots of websites we got websites i tell you we got lots of websites yeah 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 takingwithyou.com you can go there you can go to star trek parodies.com that's always fun uh you can visit our facebook at uh facebook.com slash rick.moyer and yours is facebook.com Slash Amy dot Moyer. Correct. You can follow me on Twitter at Moyer seven seven seven. That's Moyer triple seven. You don't have Twitter anymore. You don't ever use it. Well, I I think I have an account out there in Cyber World, but, but no, you don't ever use it. I don't remember how to. Um, I could probably help you out, but it. you're just not a Twitter person. No, I'm not. But who knows? You weren't a gadget person, and now you are. So you yeah. never know. You could join Twitterverse. Maybe if I get um, one of the phones that have that on it. Can yeah. I do Twitter from my iPod Touch? Yes. Oh, you shouldn't. Have okay. Told now, me that. now um, the other thing that we need to talk about real quick before we end mm-hmm. is um, what can people do if they want to donate to the podcast? How do they do that? Um, well, there's a place on our Facebook, um, takehimwithyou.com. That's not our Facebook. That's our website. I'm sorry. Our website, um, that's takehimwithyou.com that you can donate online Mm -hmm. and, um, or you can just, we have people that send us checks, send us checks, (laughs) which is very, very appreciative by the way. Um, and our address is on our website. Yeah. Just go to takehimwithyou.com. You can get all that info. Yeah. And we would really appreciate it. The more donations we get, the more cool stuff we can bring to you every week. And that's our goal is to full, full, ca- full cast, full-time podcast and bring all sorts of encouragement your way. Because we do the newsletter and we do the podcast and we'd like to do some more specials and so on and so forth. So get a hold of us, please. You can email me at rick at takehimwithyou.com. Or Amy at TakeHimWithYou.com. Thanks for joining us. Take Him With You, the podcast, is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. We made it. Yay! Okay, I'm hungry. I want some lunch. Me too. Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast.
Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Trex in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Ah, taking with you with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine, because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on the amazing race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our new show, the Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week, and ultimately win the $1 million prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. So, when Rick and Amy have helped guide you along your spiritual path on their amazing show, Take Him With You, check out the Fast Forward Podcast in iTunes. And we'll see you at the Fast Forward. Hi, Russell. Are you like Mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity. A rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly, the podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com.
This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Come close. I've got a quick question for you. Have you ever felt like you're out on the edge? Let's maybe call it the fringe. I happen to know someone who's fluent in gobbledygook. Well, I might be that guy. I'm Wayne Henderson. And I'm Dan, Metal Dan on Twitter. And together, we are the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast, devoted to the TV show Fringe. Check out Fringe Casting at MediaVoiceOvers.com slash Fringe, also in iTunes, the Zoom Marketplace, etc. Then call us with your Fringe thoughts and theories on our listener line at area code 206-984-1446. Thank you for your attention and have a nice day.